Before I tell this story, here we I go with some pornographic shit. I know it. Go ahead. Which which white porn star <laughs> hopped into your DMs this time? <laughs> oh, leave them things alone, Before I jump into oh, the story, man. I want to make sure to preface it by saying, Elgin, oh, I have spoken to my mother and I told her about your shenanigans. <laughs> Oh boy. And I let her you listen to it. one of those episodes. And she it. said, You are not too old to spank. So please. Oh, oh, oh. Threats have been issued. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Just- Oh, I'm man. Stop there, I, like I mean, what does the I, black man do? No, that you shut the, the hell up. Yeah, exactly. Shut the hell up. When mom starts sending threats to the son, <laughs> she said, bro, You are not old to spank. I don't want no problems, bro. I'm good. <laughs> and she, uh, and she just celebrated a birthday, man. She just turned 65. Uh, oh, happy birthday. She said, 65 or not. Happy birthday, I man. Happy got, birthday. I still got enough juice like Tupac. Happy to birthday, Queen Mother. Listen, I don't want no problems <laughs> with your mama. No, you do not. Nope. No, all the birthday wishes. Know. All the birthday love. Yeah, all the knows. birthday wishes. What's her cash app? Let me know. You're <laughs> <laughs> trying to save your behind. You know what it is. You know what's happening. But let me, let me just say this. Um, I know that we oftentimes make fun of evangelical Christians even though we do we believe in Christ in some capacity right but we also have a good tendency to mind our business in a lot of cases and even when we're in the mode of preaching or pastoring I don't think that we're over the top with it um there is a Bible thumper at my job who is on our contract. Uh, they are a colleague of mine. They must not listen to the show because... I don't know if they do, but at this point, out, it doesn't... You about shots fired. Bible listen, thumper. They <laughs> listen to it, and I know several of the homies, including the homie that I'm going to mention in here, listen to the show. So if it gets back to the Bible thumper, oh well. Is but, this a white Bible thumper or a black one? A black one. Oh, they're the worst. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> they're the worst, man. Listen, they're the most dangerous people on the planet, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are levels to this. Listen, they're the most dangerous people on the planet, bro. Listen. Go ahead. Okay. He can go ahead and fast on that. Go ahead, bro. I mean, <laughs> you, you, don't, don't do that deep dive, man. Don't do that deep down. Right? You know what I'm saying? All right. Bring out the anointing oil for your <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I, got, I got some olive oil downstairs too, bro. I just made some, <laughs> some zucchini noodles in it earlier. <laughs> you going to fry and stir fry? God, I hate you. Stir fry, he said. Shut up, shut up. Okay, oh, so this, this Bible thumper no is doubt. very adamant about calling people to task. Mm-hmm. And not only calling Indeed. people to task, but also a person that uh, uh, 
trust me, I, I've I've gone through Calling I've gone through the best. training. So okay. I'm the training. I'm very sensitive to biblical knowledge right. and trying to be fishers of men. I understand it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not one of those people that at every reference that you tie it to the Bible and then also try to tie that reference to chastisement of somebody else. Oh, he's one of those. Wow, full circle guy. It's a woman, so I want to make sure that I'm full very circle clear. woman. Full circle woman. Okay. Oh, it's a woman. God, I was right. They're the worst. Go ahead. Oh boy. So is she married? No, she's not. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> she, she's not married, but she's in a relationship. Okay, how how far or how deep that relationship goes? How I far? Think, how deep? Listen, I, I <laughs> yeah, this guy got something on his how brain. Far, yeah. How deep that relationship goes? We're going to have questions about that as I elaborate further. Right, oh right, right. God, this is going to be good. So all of these things keep happening. This person is a chastiser. They're the Bible thumper. They're making all of this noise. They're very for lack of a better description, very aggressive with it. Ooh. And I have a friend of mine who I will say that she is not, I guess, generally, I, she, she's a freak. She's very, she's open not about- the most, she, Not the most pious. She's open about her sexuality and how she gets down and all that other stuff. If she likes it, I love it. I mind my business, she does what she does. Yeah. Sure. The world starts opening up. Uh -oh. And that also includes the freak world. Right? Oh God, yes, it is. So over. apparently, what has happened last weekend while I was in the bushes of Virginia, my freak friend went to a swingers party, Good and guess her. who she saw at the swingers party? No, no, yes, God, no. Did yes. she have her? Did she have her phone? And she was thumping. She. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was getting thumped. Oh, she was well, getting thumped. Shut up. Knock the dust off that box. She sees the Bible thumper at the swingers party, what? and the Bible thumper sees her and tries for the next thirty to forty minutes to avoid her. And she made it her point, her mission. Oh, you gotta tonight, chase her down to make sure she knew that she saw her oh. and that she knew what she was up to. But she did, according to her, she was very gentle about it. Oh, she, she shouldn't go, She didn't she go in there, guns blazing, and say, oh, oh God, you, you old whole ass lying. Oh, you gotta let she it all says, hang Hey, nice to see you here. I didn't know that you knew such and such. What are you doing here tonight? I'm getting and my she, back blown out. <laughs> she was she was stammering and murmuring and some motion couldn't really get her word oh, yeah, she was like, stammering all right that tongue was working uh, <laughs> it was on the slip and slide uh, <laughs> we didn't so we didn't come here to praise dance no. <laughs> she slipped and slide right in the hell which just goes to show that sometimes just minding your business and being quiet if you <laughs> if you're doing dirty dirty stuff I mean, wow. the so I wonder if she's going to evangelize anymore at the job. Down around her goddamn ears. Uh, she got cuts and stitches everywhere. Why is it always the case, though? Why is Good. it always the case? I mean, from the from the uh, preachers that are so homophobic, that you find out later on. I mean, like what, what's your what's freak friend? Your freak friend is a nice the, person because I would have she, aired she is, her. Ass. She's a decent yeah. person. Yeah, she was very, yeah, she was very nice about it. God, I would have aired. I would have took pictures like, hey, girl. <laughs> Hey. 
Because I was playing play on the work LinkedIn. Yeah, put the location up on that joint. Put that shit on LinkedIn. Geotag on Instagram. Geotag on that joint. Put that shit up in the team. Foolishness like that, man. Somebody that came up came across as very pious. I've been. I've seen that. Always the case. Why is that? I bumped. I bumped into him in the liquor store. I bumped into him in bars. Uh yeah, I've I've seen that before. In, in clubs, yeah. I bumped into one pastor in an out of town club. He was out of town preaching at another church and I was out of town on business. And he was like, I'm going to the hotel and study to get ready for my sermon and yada 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 yada. Man, I saw that dude on the floor of the club, bro, and drop it like his hot was playing. I said, I said, hey, Pastor, that's going to be a hell of a sermon tomorrow, bro. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Listen, Brother Elgin, I got to be amongst yeah. my people. It's, it's, it's research, bro. Research. I was like, oh, yeah. Her name is Stacy, by the way. Just so you know, bro. I have to be Just amongst you know. my people. I got to be amongst my people. I have to be amongst the rock. I must feel their pain. Jesus yeah, had to I sit in their pleasure to give them. I never, a I never tithe again in that church. I, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> you know where it's going. It's like, oh, oh. I ain't giving you a damn dime. I know who you are. I know where that dollar going. I know where six drinks, six strippers. I know what you tipping. Got my one smelling like coconut oil. Like baby power. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again, it is the Incredible in the Black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men who know not to throw stones in a glass house. I am your host, Big O. Mr. In the Black himself, but you know I can never do this alone. Let me call in the rest of the congregation. Crush, say what's up. What is good, my people? What is good, my people? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Deacon L. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's not worried. No, listen, man. I, hey, hey. Uh, what's good, family? I, I don't know what the hell's going on with these people out here, boy. Let me tell you. And if you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure you hit that thumbs up button. It helps the algorithm puts more videos like this into your queue. Also subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next video. And of course, you can follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. But before we get into the show, Elgin, please tell these folks how they can become part of the family if you want to do that. Hey man, visit us at www.intheblackpodcast.com and in the right hand corner you can click the Become Family tab. On that page there's a number of options for you to contribute to what we're building here in the black. You can buy some swag, t-shirts, a little bit of everything. You can also donate straight to us via Cash App. That's dollar sign in the black PDCST. But what we're really doing and really plugging, man, and really asking you guys to be a part of is our Patreon. Show us some love and take your listening to the next level with a financial contribution. Patreons get exclusive benefits. All financial contributions go directly toward covering production. Listen, production is expensive as a motherfucker, just to let y'all know. Say it one more time. Making sure we can continue to deliver the content you love. If you're riding with us and you love what we do, 
we not only ask for you to become a patron, give via cash app, buy swag, but share our content, man. Yes, share our shit, bro. Listen, piss off your white neighbors by sharing us. I mean, there. Listen. It's fun. Yeah, piss them off. It's a great, it's a great hobby. And put the minute mark where they can listen and really piss them off. <laughs> so they know exactly. So they know exactly, exactly where so to listen at. Oh man, you gotta listen to 2023 right there. That shit was hilarious. And I come on saying, "Fuck white people." <laughs> It's a great way to start the day. It's the, it's the perfect way to start that day. <laughs> this is why people hate you so goddamn much. Perfect. Yes, indeed, man. Now, we're going to jump into the meat and potatoes of the show. Our black box actually <clears throat> is a bunch of messages that I was getting actually prior oh, to shit. just done the recording from last week. Oh, um, hell. It actually involves an incident that happened in right outside of michigan a young six-year-old by the name of colby daniels was shot by his neighbor uh ryan lee nguyen for being a six-year-old riding his bike and had his bike on mr nguyen's lawn uh if the tragedy or travesty of this young boy being shot and thankfully enough we're thankful that the young boy didn't die but if the travesty wasn't bad enough that he was shot he spent only three days in jail and ended up paying a $10,000 bond. $10,000 bond. So he's now out on the streets being a heartless bastard. Um, That's a very dangerous. I am, I'm not only bothered, I'm disgusted. And I think I'm bothered and disgusted because the narrative or the discussion surrounding this has not been anywhere close to as fervent as the conversations that we were having when these, and please, I know you guys are going to call me out if I step over the line or if it's not necessarily, uh, if the two don't necessarily equate. But the conversation and the fervor surrounding this conversation or this incident are nowhere close to as vehement as when these uh, these Asian people were getting beaten up in the streets. Earlier during COVID, we saw that there were these incidences surrounding Asian Americans where they were being violently beaten up. And there were think pieces in newspapers across the country on what black people can do to be in solidarity with their Asian brethren and how black people can make the lives of Asian people better. And here we have this young 29 year old Asian man who first and foremost chased this young boy around his yard with a sledgehammer. I wanna make sure to put that out there. Before he shot him, he chased this young man around his yard with a sledgehammer. And because he couldn't catch the kid, he went inside his home, got his piece, and shot this kid from his window. The investigators say if the bullet was either an inch to the left or to the right, it would have been the end of his life. The bullet actually went in his arm and out the other side. Jeez. Jeez. 
who wants to go, man? Because I'm I'm still trying to collect my thoughts, and even as I'm thinking about it, man, it gets me very, it gets me heated. One of my, I'm a huge Samuel L. Jackson fan. Love him as an actor. Always thought he was extraordinary. One of my favorite roles of his was when he played it in Time to Kill with Matthew McConaughey. Mm. In the movie, if you recall, Matthew McConaughey is a small-time lawyer. Samuel Jackson is a father. He's a good, hard-working father. <laughs> Excuse me. And his daughter gets brutally assaulted and raped. Samuel Jackson went and made sure that his daughter was okay, took care of her, took care of his wife, left a little money on the side, went down to the courthouse, and just as the man who brutally raped and assaulted his daughter came out, Samuel Jackson shot and killed that man. I think that is a, that should be a prophecy for us in this culture. Now, it doesn't have to go to the level of, you know, actually taking someone else's life. But when you have a six-year-old child, six years old, and you are chasing him with a sledgehammer, with the intent to cause harm. And because your ass is slow and sleuth of foot, you actually get a motherfucking gun and shoot a six-year-old. There's no reason in the world this man should have been ever, he should have never made it out of jail. There's no reason. There should have been some sort of repercussions from brothers in the neighborhood towards this man. Now, I'm again, I'm not saying that we should actually be taking this man's life. I'm not saying that at all. But there has to be a level of retribution given back to people who commit those types of heinous acts of violence towards our women and our children. This is a six-year-old. I got a six-year-old who's in bed right now. Beautiful little girl. But does some of the most obnoxious six-year-old shit. Let a motherfucker chase her with a sledgehammer. But the fact that this is not as a bigger news story, I believe, is one particular reason why this little boy lived. If this little boy would have been killed, this would have been headline news. Which tells me that these types of incidents, which I believe, happen far more than we like to realize. Just recently here in Coatesville, about two months ago, a motherfucking city council person chased some black kids down the street with a damn drill. This shit is a common occurrence. This is the type of terrorism that we have endured for fucking generations upon generations upon generations. It's at some point in time that something needs to click that we begin to put foot to ass in these types of situations because we're not going to get the type of justice that we not only need, but motherfucking deserve. This is a, a motherfucking kid, man. This is a six-year-old who barely just learned to wipe his own ass. Like, when you think of developmentally where a six-year-old is, 
a six-year-old doesn't have the ability to comprehend the type of consequences that adults, teenagers, or older children are able to comprehend. So whatever instructions that you give a six-year-old, you can't give it to them in a threatening manner because they're going to respond in flight mode always. They're going to run. They're going to try to get away. And the fact that this dude is able to get away with this shit and only spent three days in jail, I think more than anything, that burns me the fuck up. The fact that he is not somewhere right now in intensive care recuperating from community wounds. Your, Your mic is muted, it sounds like. Did you did you mute your mic? Okay. Yeah, because you were cussing so much, you had to mute your shit. I, I think I'll cuss for you. Before I let Crush jump in, <coughs> this just only became a larger issue because of the bond that was set. There was public outcry about how much he paid in bond. Even they said the they said even did the you say, did you tell them how much they he said ten thousand dollars was the bond. Okay. And you know what is it? What is it? Ten percent. Ten percent. He paid a stack. He literally, he literally paid a freaking stack to, yeah. to shoot a black kid in the arm. And they they charged him with not attempted murder, not attempted murder, but they charged him with assault, assault. with the intent to murder, which is a far far far, far lesser. So. So I, I, I'm looking at it, and I'm seeing not just the church, even the prosecutors actually came out afterwards and was like, they were flabbergasted by the bond set by the judge. Which tells and you it was what? that low. It tells you that these issues are systematic. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's systemic. That's what yeah. people talk about. Systemic. That's, what people mean when they That's systemic, systemic racism. Systemic. Yep. Go ahead, Crush. Um. Yeah, I, I did hear about this case some time ago, and it infuriated me when I realized that uh this man was actually home home sitting at home after shooting a, a child in the arm after running after a child with a sledgehammer that's what bur- that that's that is that that sends the biggest signal to the rest of these animals out here that feel free to to denigrate our children and women and children that all they gotta do is pay a stack and they can get away with that shit Especially in Michigan, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm beyond disgusted. And if you know, I, I and uh, my feelings, you know, my, my my you know, I send out my empathies to the family for for dealing with something like this. That that child is is traumatized for life. I actually, I think there was even some footage of him talking about the situation. Yeah. Um, and he seemed like a regular kid and everything. And of course, you know, kids are pretty resilient. And he's on camera, so he's probably pretty, but I'm sure when the camera's off. And it's days later. This shit's going. This shit's just fucking. It's going to fuck. But you got. And you got to think you know, about and, it. And 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 I just, I just, I just can't. I just can't. The message that law enforcement is that 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 justice system is saying to that community is absolutely diabolical. Yeah, that's the big. That's the biggest. It's, part. Di- it's a diabolical signal. Yeah. they're sending out to, to everybody. Yeah, like it's, fucking, it's like fucking open season. Like like it's ninety two again. Dude is not a, he's not an army vet. He's not a, he's not a, a, a special forces vet. He wasn't, a, he wasn't a marksman anywhere. He's, he's not proficient with firearms. He was lucky. Was that a registered weapon? To hit him in the arm. Was that even a registered weapon? 
that I don't know. They haven't, at least from the research that I've done, they have not, you know, they didn't delve into that or specify that. So I always wonder, man, what, what are the parents saying in these situations? Because when I was looking at it, I was trying to see and find some outrage from their parents. Yeah, I'm tired of the passive shit. You know, but, like, but hold I, I think I think that's part of the dilemma that we face the as black people when we start when we when we're ultimately faced with these tragedies, right? Mm -hmm. Is that we're not a grieving family. We are a a statistic, or at best, we are a an example to the community. So we don't even get an opportunity. Yeah. And we talked about this briefly when we were talking yeah. about Tamir Rice's mom. Yeah. You don't have an opportunity to grieve the way you're supposed you're to grieve because you have the eyes of the nation. You have the eyes of a community on you. They did an interview with the child and the father was there and you could see in the father's demeanor, demeanor. that he was, he was on that shit. I wish you would have let that shit loose. I want to see motherfuckers be angry. I mean, you yeah. got to you know, yeah, I, I, I need to see that. That needs to but happen. I want, I want to see motherfuckers up in arms yeah. for shit like yeah. this. Yeah, for real. Like, you know where he's at? Do something about it. Now, yeah. this is, I think this is one of the larger questions or the larger question that we have to, that we have to ask, not even necessarily answer, but have to ask. Why is it that there are demographics of people that when they see black skin, that they're automatically, they automatically feel threatened by said black skin. Like I said, this is a six-year-old child doing what six-year-olds do outside riding a bike with his friends. Yeah. I know that we talked off air when I came back from my festivities this past weekend and I explained to you what happened to my mom. Unfortunately, my mom and my two aunts, were have, my brother got married this weekend and Dumbass. Ahead, I know I, kept, I was telling them so congratulations. Like, oh, you should do you it. Sure? Read some literature on the subject. You sure? Need some literature. <laughs> but he got married this weekend, and he decided to have his wedding in the bushes of Virginia, nearby a winery, and so on and so forth. And my mom and my aunts left the hotel where we were in preparation to come to the wedding. Sure. We had already left, me, the kids, and the wife, we had already gotten to, to the venue, and we're sitting there and we're waiting for my mom and my aunts. Mm -hmm. Two and a half hours goes by and we have not seen nor heard word one from these women. Only for them to have gotten closer to the venue before we're finally able to reach them on phone. And they were like, we were lost we don't know how to we don't know how to to describe it to you but we were extremely lost we didn't have no signal we'll tell you what happened when we see you mm. so they get to the venue and we're all getting straight and i'm supposed to be the mc for the day and my my hair and nerves are on end because i haven't seen or heard from my mom mm. when she finally arrives like 5 minutes before everything's about to get started and she says we're lucky that we got here and I was like, what the hell do you mean? Did your car break down? How's there three of you in the car and all your GPSs don't work and blah, blah. I'm like, I'm, I'm livid. You're protective mode. Sure. And she says, no, you'll never believe what happened. We got lost and we ended up in some backwoods area and we ended up in this guy's driveway and four men came out 
two of them armed to basically tell them to get off their driveway. Mind you, three elderly women dressed like they're going to an event. It's not like they came out there looking. Th- you know what I'm saying? It's like, like no, you, no, no, you know, no. We, we understand. About the, sure. the respectability sure. politics. They didn't come there looking a certain way, yeah. but they felt it necessary to show up armed in front of their home to shoot three elderly women out of their driveway. Not just three elderly women, three elderly black, black women. women. And these were white men who came out of the home with weapons after they saw three elderly black women pull up in their driveway. When I tell you that I wanted to search all of Virginia and burn that motherfucker down. I would have gave you some I, gas in my I don't, I don't think up, I don't think I've ever been as worried or as scared or as angry as I've ever been until that day. Yeah. And what's what's interesting is that once again, for the sake of those people that you love around you, all mm-hmm. three of them played it like it was no big deal. Because they have to. And to tell the folks why they have to do that. Why do these black moms have to play like it's no big deal? What, because why, they what don't is... want to, to suck you into it. Because they know that anything else, if you were to, they know if Come I on. were to get involved, it would be something else. Yeah, yeah they, 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 they want their sons to live. Sure. So they can, want we their have sons to, be, to live. We have to be and, terrorized and, 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 and my mom, be protected at the same my time. My mom, my Jamaican mother told me that when I was 14. Yeah. Flipping out on cab drivers trying to disrespect her. Yep. Flipping out on cops because they want to accuse a nurse with a with, with scissors that she has a weapon. Okay. Said, I, I I I want you to get married and have kids. I want you to be here. Calm down. It's live. okay. I'm like, they you know, I'm just like, I love this. Like, I mean, I wish life was a movie, man. Okay. <laughs> and they've been doing that shit since, since the slave yeah. ship. Been doing yeah. the same thing. I mean, I mean, that's why I'm, I don't know if it's, I don't know if, I don't know if, I don't know if the right word is threatened. It's like they feel it's like it's a contempt that they, it's a, it's a, it's a disgust. Like how dare you intrude? I don't know if it's threatened. Yeah, I don't think it is threatened. I don't know if it's threatened. I don't know if I'm, th- I don't know if I'm threatening you. I, th- I, I think you just see. I think you just see walking around with bears in their backyard. And yeah, I, 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 think, I think you, I think you see me as a stray animal. Yeah, or less than a stray animal. I don't think you see me as a threat. Yeah. But hey, what about Juneteenth as a holiday? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm oh. trying not to be heated about it. I mean, there was another thing I wanted to bring up. I wanted to see if, but I don't know if I, about the, about Israel and Netanyahu and the election. Nah, Netanyahu. We've given that dude too much airtime already right, as yeah. it is. Fuck Israel while we at it. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, it's a mess, and it's a mess either way. So yeah, right. But I like like, better. Go ahead. So, so how do you process it? How did you process it? How are you processing? Mm. What lessons are you taking from it? Listen, it's very difficult to say how I'm processing it because, to be very honest with you, since it has happened, I periodically keep thinking to myself, I could have lost my mom because of some bullshit. Yeah, over nothing. Like oh, since Saturday, since Saturday, since Saturday evening. That's I'll be sitting down here 
and she's with my kids now. They've gone on their little excursion somewhere, wherever they've gone. And they've been gone since Sunday. And I'm sitting here and they'll talk to me. My kids will text me or she'll text me. And I'll be like, I could have lost my mom. And it could have ended up like, I could have, my mom could have ended up as a hashtag. Let's just put it that way. My yeah. mom could have ended up like Ahmad Aubrey. My mom and my aunts could have ended up like Ahmad Aubrey. All because they got lost in the wrong neighborhood. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you think, because I've told other people that I'm close to about this incident, and some of them are 2A folks. 2A folks? What's the Yeah, Second Amendment. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about their no. white, but... Um, no, no, no. Yeah, Second, they're, second Amendment they're, folks. They're a certain <laughs> level of pale on the pale schedule. <laughs> <laughs> their hair straightening. <laughs> yeah, oh shit! Man. Some of them are Second Amendment blacks, okay. and they were, you know, their response was they should be carrying. Nah. Hmm. What are your okay. thoughts? No. What if in this instance, I, I am a a skilled. With a weapon, with a firearm, with a handgun, I can do some things. In that situation, a handgun is not going to do much for me. I'm in a vehicle. People are coming outside of their homes with their their weapons already drawn. That means I literally have to draw my weapon, either get out of the vehicle or attempt to fire through. Which in this particular situation, it does nothing to prevent my ultimate or possible death. Mm. Now, I'm not one of those people who think that everybody should be carrying a firearm. I don't think that's wise for a number of reasons. I don't think everybody has the right temperament. I think, you know, it's not necessary for everybody to carry one. Why should three elderly black women be carrying firearms? I don't think that's, I don't think in, that's necessary. They're not in a shouldn't be necessary. That should be necessary. Your wife? Your wife? Your uncles, your brothers, your brothers, mm-hmm. you and your you know, bros? Yeah. But elderly black women, I don't I don't think that was necessary. I don't I understand what people think where black people are on this, you know, everybody should have firearms. I am not that guy. I am a pro Second Amendment. I think everybody, you know, have the right to it, but I do not think every black person should have a motherfucking gun. Yeah. Listen, I don't think everybody should be drinking either. You know I what I mean? Trust, I don't trust uh, half of you motherfuckers behind the wheel talking about firearms. Now the but, only I mean the only way I would see that is if that elderly black woman happens to be you know, a marine vet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, she's at, if she's at home, if she's, you know what I'm saying? You know, if she's she's a home, I think is okay. I think that would be okay to have a weapon, maybe one gun in a home if you're an elderly person, but carrying it open carry, everywhere you go. I just, I think that's a little extreme, man. Yeah. 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 Now, you, you're all the males. At the wedding party in the backwoods of Virginia, it should have been weapons everywhere. <laughs> no doubt. All right, I'm just telling you. No, no, no. You, I get backwoods it. in the South, anywhere. I think two things. Well, you know that white right. in Maryland is a, is a problem. <laughs> Shut the fuck. I mean, yeah. 
this is this is the reason why I get all these goddamn. You know what? I'm just gonna. You know what? I'm just gonna let you lead the show for like the next yeah, four episodes. Man. Maybe that'll divert all of that. that bullshit Bell, bullshit everywhere. Messages that I be getting on your behalf. Maybe I ain't lying. Shit. Man. All right. What we're going to jump into now? Talk. As Elge, as Elge so kindly alluded to, uh, we we as black people have something to celebrate. I suppose Juneteenth was made a federal holiday today. President Joe Biden actually signed the bill into into law, uh, making Juneteenth a federal holiday. The recognition of Juneteenth, the federal holiday. Of course, everyone knows Juneteenth is supposed to commemorate the date when the last of the slaves. Or notified that in I forget what the port is, and I apologize. Galveston. Yep, thank Galveston. you, sir. Galveston, Galveston. Texas. Galveston. That they were no longer slaves. Um, <laughs> man, I, fuck Joe Biden, man. What the fuck is going I on? I, bro? I don't. I don't know how I. I don't know how I feel about it. What? Yeah, I, 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 I really have mixed feelings. Listen, I, I know I clearly we know how Elgin feels about it. Yes. But the reason why I say I don't know how I feel about it is that we for some time, especially when the the recognition of Juneteenth by groups outside of the black community started to swell up, and you had to continue as a black person to explain to these people what Juneteenth is over and over and over and over again. And you saw how disparaging and disheartening it was that something that's supposed to be part of the American fabric was not recognized by people outside, right? And I mean, maybe you, you don't need to, maybe we don't we don't have to, but at the same time, there was this outcry for the recognition of Juneteenth. Now we have Juneteenth. It's been made a federal holiday, but it's been made a federal holiday before they were able to pass the Voting Rights or Renew the Voting Rights Act. It's been made a federal holiday before multiple bills that would help the black community has been signed. The same folks that were telling you on Tuesday that there's no problem with the Voting Rights Act and that they're not going to be they're not going to sign off on it, even though they know that it is disparaging and destructive to black votes. said, we're going to throw you a bone just to shut you up and we'll vote for will vote for Juneteenth to be a federal holiday so that they can go back into their communities during the, uh, during election time and be like, yeah, I, uh, I voted for Juneteenth. So like I said, oh, I recognize man. the desire for the recognition, but the pessimist in me, I guess, and thank, that, recognition, thank you. Elder. Recognition from who? The recognition for me isn't important. Okay. And the reason why the recognition for me isn't important is because it's twofold. One, I wasn't expecting people outside of the black community to be celebrating Juneteenth anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. But at the same time, the fact that white people, other people of color that are not familiar with black culture, were starting to recognize, finally recognize it. It became an issue of contention and a, a larger rallying cry for the black justice movement that happened after George Floyd was murdered last year. Yeah. And just to be clear, man, this wasn't something 
God, this is going to almost sound like I'm defending these bastards. You're going to sound like bastards. an asshole, but go ahead. No, it's going to sound like I'm defending these bastards, and I'm not. This wasn't just something that, you know, your favorite white politicians decided to hand the black folks. There was over a million black people who petitioned for this to become a national holiday. This wasn't just a random sort of, oh, let's pull this rabbit out of our ass to give black folks something. There's a whole bunch of black folks who wanted this as a national holiday. And for me, I don't give a fuck if it's a national holiday. Like, the recognition component, I I can see that perspective. But I think of the other side. I think of the capitalistic standpoint of them now hijacking another motherfucking holiday Mm, that we have. The same thing they do with Black History Month. The same thing they're doing with Black Music Month. The same thing they're attempting to do with Kwanzaa. Mm. They, every motherfucking holiday that they approve or give us, they end up co-oping it and turning it into a motherfucking capitalistic event. Yeah, so, yeah. so watch how, because remember, and when Dr. King's holiday became a national holiday, next thing you know, you had motherfucking McDonald's having all sorts of different... I mean, you saw it immediately. You've seen it with Black Lives Matter, man. You you see it. So that's a large part of the issue that I have is that it's not about... Listen, the same time that y'all motherfuckers want to give us a national holiday, y'all turn around and say, we can't even talk about why it's a motherfucking holiday with Mm. critical race theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's like, so hold on. You, You... you give me a holiday, but then you can't even teach your white kids about why y'all motherfuckers is giving us a holiday. It's it's like that's the type of the performative mm. shit that we have I to like, endure. I, like that that I really it. struggle with that component, and it's not the fact that I don't think that we should celebrate. I'm going to be celebrating. I'm going to be emceeing an event, participating in events this weekend. You're one of the first people I actually knew, because to be very honest with you, I was aware of Juneteenth, but I did True. not know in, I didn't know the capacity to which people actually celebrated Juneteenth. Like for me, it was something that I learned when I got to, when I got to school, right? True. I learned it actually in, in HBCU. I didn't learn yeah. it prior to that. And I knew about Juneteenth, but I did not know that it was as large as it is in certain pockets of the black community, particularly, particularly Texas, in the, particularly yeah. in the South. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you're yeah. one of the first people that I knew that actually celebrated it. Sure. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I didn't even know that it was it was like yeah. that. And then I started going down the rabbit hole of my research and seeing and that see, it's much larger it's than what people. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. Now, you know, one, one way I immediately see how they can you know, uh, sanitize this for mass consumption is to focus on the simple fact that, oh, this is the day enslavement ended in the United mm-hmm. States. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna ignore the whole black people part. Just the, just the fact that enslavement ended as a practice in the United States on this day. Not the fact that it was even hidden from, you know, most of the population, along with other things for uh, most of our lives. And uh, I'm only acknowledging certain pockets, but the fact that, you know, I, I can immediately see how they can sanitize this and, uh, and, and make it more about, you know, more, more about America's evolution rather than, uh, <laughs> rather than our, the, uh, our rather than, the progress, rather than, rather than the bare minimum 
that Lincoln did. I'm, I'm to make this shit happen. I'm glad the that you said that. The terrorist of minimums. I'm glad okay? that you said that. Did. Right. Motherfucker didn't want to do that. He was trying to pacify the union. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm, I'm glad that you said that, Crush, because as some of as most of our listeners probably well known, as you guys know, in my day job, I work for the federal government. And the federal, our agency sent out an email saying how it has been approved as a federal holiday for tomorrow. Don't come in. And one of the, the first line oh, in the uh, memo, the notations was President Joe Biden has signed the Juneteenth such and such act. Um, it is a we want to commemorate and celebrate this day uh, for the progress that we've made in this country. And so X, Y, and Z. Already, and man. as soon as I read that part, it turned my stomach True. and it didn't turn my stomach, not necessarily because the context is wrong, but to it's a lie. It's a lie. It, but this is this, and this is how these motherfuckers are so sneaky, man. This motherfucker runs on a runs on a platform saying, "Hey, we're going to make sure you get two thousand dollars a month. You know, we're going to get this push, and we're going to get this push." But Susie gets it off. Ah, you know, twelve hundred is pretty much better. You know, you'll get that George Floyd bill. Yeah, this is great. It's How about push. we going to sign that shit or not? Uh, but you know what? We'll give you motherfuckers a holiday. I'm sorry. I mean, that, that's that, that. This is this is symbolism in the in the extreme. <laughs> It's yeah, I didn't even bro. think about the commoditization you know, of it. Hallmark oh is having God. meetings right. Hallmark is having marketing meetings right now. I'm. I. I didn't. That didn't even <laughs> cross my mind, my guy. And to think that that's like you're going to start seeing those right Juneteenth emergency emergency marketing meetings. You're going to start sure, seeing right those now. Juneteenth flags. We'll guarantee. Guarantee. Emergency marketing meetings right now yep. for Chad yep. and Gloria and, and, and is, John and Jody. All y'all get to work. And this is part of the system. The way that capitalism works is they want a major holiday in every month of the year. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that if <laughs> Yeah. If there was a market for one of those Republicans said there's too many holidays. Uh, so <laughs> you don't if you don't do you think that if there wasn't a market for it, that you know what I'm saying? Okay, uh, for example, oh, there'll be a market for it. For example, we oh, celebrate the South. We celebrate Black History Month, right? And during Black History Month, you see all of the mahogany gift cards, oh, everything God. that you see is covered in kente pattern, all of these things. And I'm and people are buying it. Yeah. There is a market for it. Yeah. So if there wasn't a market for it, do you think that we would have got do you... Well, I think the first step is you create a market. The first step is you create a market for it. So part of the market, creating the market is making this a national holiday, which draws attention to it, which shines a light on this particular situation. So now that it's embedded in your mind that this is something that we should be celebrating even more, mm. I, Mr. Ad Guy, is like, oh, shit. Okay. Let's start talking. The same way they have them ugly ass red and white and blue shorts that motherfuckers wearing around on Fourth of July. You got they gonna have to listen. Watch, you're gonna. I would be surprised. Joints all over the place, man. Walmart shit up right now. Yo, yo, I I will not be surprised if they start digging around in the early '90s during our little Afrocentric phase. And dear, clear. Don't be surprised if we start seeing the medallions again, man. Oh no. That be, dear, dear that clears, this is this is not a weekend for you oh, to say happy Juneteenth. Okay, 
<laughs> yo, we gonna start seeing the medallions, yo. It's gonna be crazy. What did you, why are you such an asshole? <laughs> uh, okay. Let, let, let somebody oh, white oh, run oh, up oh, on me oh, and say oh, happy if, June 2. I don't know. What the fuck am I happy about? To, if Karen wants to bond with you on Juneteenth, you just gonna Fine. shut that hole down? You're gonna shut all of that down? All the way. I'm like, that's that's what, to, to, to me, to me, that's to me that'd be do, a blow. Do, do you know why that'd, we're celebrating? Oh shit. Yeah. Cause your granddaddy didn't want to take his foot off my granddaddy's neck. Didn't want to live up to his word. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean, God. happy holidays? You get the fuck out of here. Nobody so, okay. but I feel the same way about you know St. Patrick's Day, Cinco de Mayo, all those. Back, I think that shit is back. highly offensive. Okay, let me let it's, me It's a way to commoditize people's cultures. You know what I'm saying, and and make and, and make them dis and make them disconnect themselves from it and identify Ooh. with white and identify with whiteness a lot easier. Okay, but and wait, identify let me, let me with capitalism you. more. Go ahead. Okay. Do you think that this making Juneteenth a holiday will become an issue of contention? And you just said it. I mean, well, the, the Repu- you have Patrick Patrick Republicans Day, you have said all the dumbest shit already. Are recognized in the American mythos and zeitgeist. Oh yeah, they're going to. And now we've made Juneteenth a yeah. holiday. I think it should be. I think it should be a holiday of contention. Yeah, you sure. you think it should be? An yeah, holiday. I think it should be. And contention. I think it should be a. I think it should be a tense holiday. I think it should be a holiday where difficult ass conversations and conversations are had. Understood. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah, and 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 black folks, for all you guys who are cheerleading your white allies, I'm dying to see the motherfucking conversations y'all have. Man, listen. There better be some good conversations. So, are you guys going to celebrate Juneteenth this year? That's, I guess, that's the well. Um, yeah, that's how I do. Well, I celebrate I don't every know year. You guys will be working. Well, you yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ironic because I, I did, I did post in our group about an event that I am a part of called Freedom Beat. Um, that's going to be in Brooklyn, uh, Washington D.C. Um, oh, I'll be uh, Brooklyn over there by Catholic University. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the place at uh, this place called Art Walks. Oh, I know. And um, yeah, I was doing a ten minute beat set along with a bunch of other producers, and there's gonna be a bunch of food out and everything. And you know, I uh, you know, I uh, it's gonna be a good vibe. You know, I mean, I I mean, I'll admit as as time went on, since the events started popping up, you know, my reactions at first was like, I, I admit my reaction was a little mixed. Like, yeah, because I had heard about the possibility of this being a holiday, but um, I just wondered, you know. Should this be a celebration or should this be an examination? Should, should it be a day of reflection? Is it, I, I mean, I can dig it. Or, can or, dig or, it. or a day of service to ourselves. I can dig yeah. it. And not, One, and, not to, and not to America. Yeah. Hmm. One, and, and unfortunately, the events that one of the events that I'm participating in is very much a capitalistic type of mm, event mm. that I'm already feeling spot man. It's sponsors. It's, it's, it's basically a black business expo. Wow. Uh, and who's I'm, really behind, who's really behind it? I'm feeling some type of way, but personally how I'm going to celebrate is that morning when I typically on the weekends make waffles and sachets for my daughters. They, they let us shit. Hmm. And we sit around the table and we talk about stuff this Saturday will be their introduction to Juneteenth. So I'm looking mm. forward to that discussion. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. That yeah. Yeah. Now, as we're talking about... Are you going to celebrate it? Am I going to celebrate Juneteenth? 
no. And I'm I not going to celebrate it. I knew you was a mother. I, I'm not going to celebrate. <laughs> well, come about the art walks, man. The only reason why I say I'm not celebrating Juneteenth is because, like we've already discussed, I don't want to bastardize it. And I'm not having those conversations at this point with, with white people. So, And I don't need to specify this particular weekend to have that conversation with sure. my children. Like, I don't want to denote it to say, okay, well, on this particular day, that's when we start talking about these issues. No. We're going to talk about those issues for as long as I'm alive and I'm your dad and you have those questions. So, yeah, Juneteenth is a hard conversation to have with kids. It is. Boy. It is. It is. It is a very hard conversation. I'm not yeah. looking to this one, dude. Come on. I mean, because I mean, because I mean, peel it. I mean, oh, no, it back, this is rough, bro. I mean, you peel it back. You see all the uh, all the all the hesitation and back and forth on yeah. the uh, on, on, on this uh, on, on killing an industry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. All right, as we're talking about businesses and industry, uh, <laughs> Byron Allen, oh yeah, uh, recently filed a lawsuit. And I'll say recently, within the past couple of months. Yeah, a couple of months. He's filed a lawsuit against McDonald's for pers- now. I'll I'll be gentle because that's the way it's described. Perceived racial discrimination against right. him and his media group. Uh, L, go ahead, man. Byron Allen, uh, Byron Allen Own Networks is suing McDonald's for $10 billion. The lawsuit accuses McDonald's of engaging in racial discrimination by refusing to advertise on his networks. The lawsuit claims McDonald's has a tier advertising structure that differentiates on the basis of race. Claiming McDonald's has a separate black tier run by a different advertising company. Byron claims this is about economic inclusion of African-American owned businesses in the U.S. economy. He states McDonald's takes and this is this this is a hell of a quote, man. McDonald's takes billions from black consumers and gives almost nothing back. The biggest trade deficit in America is the trade deficit between white corporate America and black America. And McDonald's is guilty of perpetrating this disparity. Mm. Your thoughts. This is another situation where I am torn and I'm torn because what Byron Allen is doing at the crux of it all is shining a light on systemic racism. Point blank period. We cannot ignore that. When you think that McDonald's revenue in the United States is 40% mm-hmm. of it comes from black Americans. Of their $1.6 billion ad revenue budget in the United States, come on. Black media only accounts or gets five million dollars. I want to make mm-hmm. sure I repeat that one more time. Of $1.6 billion that they have set aside in ad money. Black-owned mm-hmm. media only gets $5 million. Their mm-hmm. CEO, Chris Kempsky, <laughs> takes $11 million annually. And that $1.6 isn't over the stretch of a couple of months. I mean, nope. over the couple of, uh, stretch of a couple of years. That's their annual ad budget annual ad budget 
in the United States, $1.6 billion. And Black-owned media only gets $5 million. So when you're looking at Byron Allen and the noise that he's making, it's warranted. I don't think anyone can dispute that. Where I have an issue is that Byron Allen is not doing this for altruistic reasons. He's taking care of his bottom line. He's taking care of his pockets. It's not like he's doing this necessarily because he's going to take that money that he's getting and add revenue and start giving it out to the black community. No. He won't. He's doing it for him. Yep. So that's why I say I'm torn. Because on one hand, I see the justification, but at the second on the on the other hand, I'm not fooled into thinking like he's the white knight, and I use that term loosely, the white knight that champion black causes and that he's doing it for the black community. No. Yeah. I'm not fooled to that extent. What about you, Crush? Yeah, it's hard to uh, it's hard to uh, not see how uh, he stands to gain the most from the situation. You know, he's presenting himself as um, his argument. I believe is that he's presenting himself as the example of mm-hmm. what needs to be done. Ultimately, needs to be done. Someone has to step up and file a lawsuit. Okay, and in such a litigious society, uh, you know, lawsuits are not, you know, abnormal or, you know, and the, the one he's, you know, claiming is not one that, you know, is, again, not without, not, not, not without, not without some merit, but it's hard to uh, separate um, uh, his, his, uh, his, uh, his, his stance for, uh, stand for, stands for personal gain in this situation. And, you know, I, and plus I found it, I was also intrigued because I, I I wasn't sure if, uh, if economic inclusion, because we've discussed this before, <laughs> as you know, because I, 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 when I presented this article, I was like, you know, what is the, what is L, what does L think about this man who's making economic inclusion the crux of what black people need in America? Because we've decided, we've then come to the conclusion, the economic, the, the economic aspect, the the need for financial empowerment is only you know Ooh. one. One cell of a larger organism that we're, de- that we're building here, right, gentlemen? <coughs> right, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. You decide that, right? Oh, financial empowerment is over here. There's a whole bunch of other stuff we have to we have to tweak, right, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. So to make this particular aspect the centerpiece is what makes it hard for me to. I'm like you're saying economic inclusion, but. I don't I mean, see how 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 you are going to how you're going to enable that with a, exactly. with, with a lawsuit. Even even with the example of a lawsuit, you're not going to inspire. I put it this way: he's not going to inspire other black billionaires to sue their white partners. He's not going to do that. They're not going to follow suit. I don't, think, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if he thinks other black other black wealth wealthy black people will do the same thing. You know, I mean. But even if that's not the mechanism or what he's trying to get at, what does this lawsuit ultimately do for other black-owned media? What does that mean for them? You, it like, puts money in Byron Allen's pockets. 
Now let's 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 I don't break want it down. Come across as the villain, but it, no, it, I'm going. I will be the one who makes it come across as the villain because this is not Byron Allen's first time doing this bullshit. Yeah, this he, he, the, he did just sue Comcast. He just sued Comcast <laughs> on the same sort of bullshit. Byron Allen has a number of TV networks. You want to know why he's suing fucking McDonald's? Because if you get McDonald's on this network, this is going to up his viewership. Nobody's watching his motherfucking channels. Like the number one channel that this motherfucker has is the weather channel. Most motherfuckers go to their cell phones anyway for the weather app, for the weather information. It's not like he is actually looking out for black folks. He wasn't looking out for black folks when he sued Comcast. He ain't looking out for black folks at this point in time. You want to know why? Because in his lawsuit, in his statements, in the time that he's been kissing Roland Martin's ass and they've been kissing each other's ass, neither one of these motherfuckers have said how much this ten billion dollars is going to actually be redistributed from black owned media and ad black advertising companies? It's going to, you know, where it's going to go? It's going to go to other rich black motherfuckers. It ain't going or, to distribute to the or, hood where who needs or, or even worse, even worse, a celebrity-backed nonprofit. Yeah, or, or worse, even again, worse. Even worse. This Byron Allen has a history of doing this type of shit, but he's able to stroke the woke nerve of black folks to get black folks to rally and support him in these situations. Black folks rallied around him when he was suing Comcast. They did. Oh my God, we got a black dude who's actually fighting Comcast. Don't get it. Have you, have you examined why he's fighting Comcast? Well, this is, and that's part of the thing. And that's why I said I didn't want to make him seem like a villain, right? Because right, right, ultimately, right. The, the crux of his arguments, there and that's is, the brilliance of it. Oh, there is yeah. some merit behind it. Like you can't really dispute. But it's some merit behind all this performative shit. It's merit behind all. It's merit behind Juneteenth becoming a national well, holiday. Yeah, but yeah, but, but yeah. the problem is no never, never enough. But never enough. It's always the barest of minimums. What he said was insulting. It should be insulting to black folks to simply say that McDonald's takes. Like McDonald's is robbing black folks of all this money. That's how McDonald's is getting all of this money from black people. No, motherfucker. The reason why McDonald's is getting all this money from black folks is because McDonald's in their marketing strategy have actually set up in predominantly low socioeconomic environments that are motherfucking food deserts. That's why they're able to come in. So instead of you actually getting on McDonald's ass, why don't you actually go down to motherfucking Congress and tell the motherfuckers to actually do some redistributing wealth to make sure McDonald's can't plant the ass in the motherfucking hood no more. Or take this part of that $10 billion and start opening up some fucking grocery stores and shit in these See, that, that's, And that's the problem with, with, with these bold moves. You know, they, they always melt under scrutiny. But it's, it's not... They, they, and unfortunately... Unfortunately, this type of critical analysis is going to be looked at as we're hating on you know, Byron Allen, yeah. that we're not supporting black businesses, we're not supporting black media. That's the type of responses that you get nowadays yeah. where you actually give critical analysis of this type of shit. But without critical analysis, we're going to continue to support all this performative bullshit. Right? All these all these stunts. Yeah. All these it's stunts. Like for, for Byron Allen doesn't have a history of being a black radical. 
this motherfucker does never shown any sort of pro black politics. He's gonna, he's gonna this be, motherfucker he's gonna, is laying up with his business. white wife that he's been married to. Never mind. All right. He's a businessman. That's all. <laughs> he's a, a capitalist. A, a capitalist. A capitalist. He's a capitalist. He's a motherfucking predator. It's just, just a motherfucking predator, man. Because you know what's going to ultimately be the argument that you're going to hear from, from black folks is the same argument that you heard when Bob Johnson was pulling his moves. He hires all these number of black people. He's done this and that in the community. But then at the same time, then you start finding out what some of these people's politics are and where they align in certain. Mm. And you're like, okay, does, does it matter if you, and, and, and this is a, this is an honest and earnest question. Okay. Now I want you guys honest opinion. All right. Does it matter if you as a business person hire, have a, have a business and you hire 10 black people, you only have 10 spots, you hire all of them, you fill all of them with black people, but you support policy that is against black people. <laughs> because that is the argument that a lot of folks will ask you and say, they make it all the time, all the time. I'm just trying to cover my X, ass. Y, and Z. I'm just trying to cover my ass. I love I know, black I'm, people. I'm, I'm not black. supporting everybody black. I tell you that up front. Fuck that. Nope. I can't. If you are hiring 10 black people, but your policies and your company go against and are anti-black, you are a detriment to the very people that I love, including the 10 black motherfuckers on your staff. In fact, you're setting them up. You're you are. Them up. Like you're a you're predator, up. man. Because you're, you're turning them into you. Oh, this, 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 that's a question that is often raised when you talk about when people criticize Michael Jordan Facts. for the things that he did and didn't do, or he hired all these black people. Like, okay, cool. They do the same thing with Jay-Z. They do the same thing with Diddy. Any black, rich, wealthy person, that argument now is if they are employing someone black, that's sufficient enough. And I'm here to say, nah, bruh, you can hire somebody black, but if your policies and your behavior is anti-black, bruh, use a problem. Yeah, there's no point. No. And, that's, point. and that's part of the argument that I try to to to, to balance up. To, to impart on people. True. It's like, okay, McDonald's hires black people. They give money to black causes, but you're not going to tell me that what Byron Allen's brought to the forefront now is any less questionable than any of these other. You see what I'm saying? So, so you hiring black people or giving your money to black causes doesn't really do too much. But if your policies, True. if you if you're going to tell me that you're going to be standing arm, for example, I forget old boy's name, the uh, district attorney in um, in Kentucky. That was overlooking um oh, I know you're talking about not McConnell, uh, but McConnell's, McConnell's boy. McConnell's the senator, yeah. but he's yeah. he's married to he's his the daughter. one that kissed McConnell's ass all the yeah, time. He's yeah, he's married to he's trying to marry his daughter, married to his daughter or whatever. Yeah, so that dude. This dude has black people on his staff. I'm sure, sure that he gives to certain black organizations, but his policies have clearly showed that he's not he's not for the cause, he's not for empowerment. And maybe that's part of the problem. And I, I know we have this discussion about black people not being a monolith, but like, what does black empowerment ultimately look like? Because, like you said, for some folks, Byron Allen just hiring ten folks in his in his joint and giving money to black causes—that's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I can't say that for me, me personally. It sounds like Black Empowerment enough. has a it sounds like Black Empowerment has a cap. Black Empowerment now is black capitalism. It's it's the game has changed, man. I mean, so again, we don't have enough class discussions within our community to talk about why certain things actually happen in our community. Why certain black folks support certain things. It's a deep class issue. Like, Mm -hmm. even when you, prime example, when the NBA was going through all that shit and you had players who wanted to boycott and step away, most of the players who wanted to continue playing were in a certain wealth class. You know, that's. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, and this is a totally separate conversation, and we can end it after this. But you know I wanted to kick your man, uh, fucking LeBron James, in his goddamn nuts. <laughs> because he came out with that goddamn statement on IG, Talking about, oh, I told the NBA that we shouldn't have rushed back to the season. And I'm, 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 like this oh. long ass post about but how not only that, you should have wanted to come back to him in his season. nuts because, mind <laughs> you, this is the same. One of the things, sure. One of the things he's actually talked about too, I'm telling you. Another one of those performative black folks that you got to be careful of, man. Because LeBron came out and when he was asked about, black people getting vaccinated mm-hmm. he came out and said no 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 i don't think we should have that discussion that should be a private decision that you make with you and, and i'm thinking to myself hold on time out motherfucker when just a couple of hold months on, hold ago on, hold on. Stop, 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 stop. yes what? Him, he, he did it he said it and chris paul said it Two of the biggest leaders. Imagine if LeBron James would have came out and actually took a stand and said, nah, motherfucker, you need to go get vaccinated. Hmm. I did not know that. Wow. But but again, LeBron, it, he does a school in Ohio. He does all these great performative things. And those so, are all great things. Don't get it twisted. Okay. I, no, I mean, no, I, I, no, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. I just know people who live in Ohio who know things behind the scenes about this school situation, and it's not going nearly as good as the hmm. media likes to dress it up as. So, and again, I'm not here to disperse him, but I'm just here to say that we got to be careful with placing these black capitalists on this pedestal and yeah. claiming that they're some kind of radical because they got a bunch of money in their pocket and they black. Like I said, it would have been a whole lot different. He's talking about the talking about how all of these injuries that have happened in the playoffs and how he he was the voice of reason for not rushing back and starting the season when they started the season but honestly I could I can count I couldn't I can't even count on both hands how many people came out and said if LeBron James said he was not playing and coming back it would not have been a season but it's easy for me to sit back when everything and everybody is hurt and I'm out of the playoffs to say Man, if y'all listen, started. To yeah, but that's that's his, that's, his, that's his mo. That's how he get down. Anyway, man, don't he's soft as tissue, bro. Listen, you're gonna have a lot of <laughs> the Lebronians coming after you for talking about all this, talking about they they man crush Monday like that. Yeah, anyway, man. Too. Yeah. <laughs> right about now is the time when we like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. So, crush, what's up, man? Oh man, shout out to Prince who. Uh, just uh, dropped, or he may have dropped, or is about to drop a single called "Born to Die," which, which ironically enough, was a response to Dr. Cornell West, 
who said that he was no Curtis Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be about a period. It's going to be a period on his on another on his first, I think, real posthumous album called "Welcome to America," uh, coming out on July thirtieth. Hmm. Al, what's up? Cornell West need to shut the fuck up, bro. That's, 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 that's what Prince said. Well, at least and I like Martin. I like I like Cornell. He's okay, but when it comes to music, and you're going to start arguing back and forth with with dead people for one, it's crazy as hell. And then you're going to argue back and forth with Prince, that's even worse. Like, <laughs> fuck is wrong with you, Cornell? Uh, get that shit burned, bro. That could be it. Uh, <laughs> you are the worst, my guy, my guy. But hey, man, listen. I think as we talked about uh, the COVID situation man with LeBron James I, I can't emphasize it enough man coronavirus COVID-19 is still here yes it is still making people sick yeah. people are still dying from it just because you got other dickheads not wearing their mask and taking care of themselves doesn't mean that you should be following the same footsteps Please, I implore you, man, to take care of yourself. Continue to protect you and your family. This thing is not going anywhere anytime soon. Just because it's open back up, man, don't mean that you got to open the fuck back up. Delta variant. What's up for me this week, man? Um, I just want to tap into the importance of family. I know that it's probably timely and I'm taking advantage of it, but... I got an opportunity to see my brother get married um, and not only seeing him get married and seeing him as happy as he was, but also having an opportunity to spend time with people that I haven't seen or reconnect with people I haven't seen in years and what that felt like and being able just to bond and to be happy. And with everything that's going on in the world and all of the daily struggles that we face, you got to take your your victories where you can take them. And I was really, I can't tell you, aside from the incident with my mom, sure. um, it was probably the best time that I've had in a very, very long time. And I told you about the responsibilities that I had during given given circumstances, like being the father of the day. I What's actually even odd, one of the things that I had to do was I did the prayer for our story time. Um, for most West African, I won't say, I don't know about East African countries, but for most West African countries, when someone's getting married, the marriage procedure, for lack of a better description, is more than one day. Traditionally here in America, you have the white wedding. You go white to wedding. the church, you do what you do. Yeah. That's, that's the end yeah. of it. Yeah. For West Africans, it can be as long as three days. There is a there is the dowry period or what they call the traditional wedding, which is when the family meet. Mm -hmm. And then after that comes the white wedding and possibly any celebration that comes after that. So for the traditional wedding, the prayer before the families meet is a very big thing. And I was asked to do the prayer. And it caught me off guard. And 
I'm not going to lie to you, man. This The whole experience of this past weekend was something that I'm I'm never going to forget as long as I live, man. So Good, man. I'm excited got, for you. If you've awesome, got family, man. hold them tight. Do what yeah. you need to do and enjoy every single bit of the family that you can, man. I'm you better. Yeah, man. L, where can these people find you if they want to find you, man? Uh, at Elgin Bailey on Twitter, man. Come through. All you yeah. bastards. Crush, <laughs> where can people find you if they'd like to find you? Man, well, hey, if you care to catch me in person in the DMV area, come through to Brooklyn and uh, Washington, D.C. and Northeast. You can catch me there at 1.30 with a few beats. But other than that, on Instagram and SP Methods. No doubt. Crush, I mean, L, where can pe- folks find you this weekend? You said you're going to be doing some stuff, so. Oh, yeah, man. Here in Westchester, man. Westchester, Pennsylvania. I am emceeing a Juneteenth uh, event. Possibly speaking at another event later on that evening. But I haven't decided yet because Saturdays and the weekend is typically family time. I, I don't want to sacrifice that for those I understand. Things. I can understand. And I'm big. Oh, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check out past episodes of our show at www.intheblackpodcast.com. And I know you love what we're doing. Go ahead and become part of the family. Come Give over money. to Patreon. <laughs> You're the reason sure. why people hate us so much. Come over to the Patreon, even despite what L's talking about. Come and join the Give family. Money. <laughs> <laughs> but as always, until next time, informed, intelligent, in, in the, the black. In the black. Peace. Peace. In the black podcast, that your lad is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Yeah. Switch fast if you ain't raw, then yeah. you're whack. Informed, intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest of them are excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black RP, bro. Man, a specialist. Know what the podcast broadcast. Y'all mess with this. Like, said they my cheat. Who no do it so effortless? I listen to my Learn when them listen to my benefit Reporting current events Everything that is prevalent This is so exquisite A scientific experiment Giving you the news Not fused without evidence Telling you the truth Sentiments without embellishments Relax, these are the facts Bringing them to your residence In your house or your tenement Listen to hear intelligence Body filled with melanin Power that's so acetylene Bright in the stars Bringing some light Back to the desolate yeah. In the black podcast, and your lad is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, the panther pull up and watch black up in your chat, Mickey on flap. In the black podcast, and your lad is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, we outlast. The whole of them can, none of them no contrast. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's how we are doing it, big old. Yeah. Mr. In the black himself. What up, DJ Henry? It's your boy, Blackpink. I'm out. No!